welcome to the Ashes into Beauty podcast with your host, Stephanie Marie Laswell, Divorce Concierge at The Divorce Life. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. I am excited to do a professional podcast with you today. Heidi has been on before and shared her personal story, but she is actually a divorce professional as well. And so we get to hear from her again on that level. Thank you for joining us, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So just as I've said before, we are talking about divorce and really hard things. And there might be some things that Heidi mentions today and in, in how she works with her clients that could be a trigger for you. If that happens, just take a break, take a deep breath and explore where those feelings are coming up, whether it's something that you can work through on your own with the tools that you've learned or if you need to seek professionals to help you sort through what's going on and what's coming up for you. It might take you by surprise, which sometimes that happens, right? Absolutely. But with that, we will go ahead and get started. So Heidi, tell us a little bit about your ideal client and who it is that you are serving. I work with anybody who, um, as a relationship coach, I work with people in any stage of a relationship, but I specifically work with clients who are in a marriage who are considering divorce, who are maybe feeling like they've tried counseling and are on their last legs and feel like they're not really making progress with a counselor. Uh, coaching is a little bit different because it's about mindset changing. It's about um, moving forward. And so it's about looking at your options to see actually if divorce is actually the right fit for you. I also work with people who are going through a divorce. I help them to navigate to that because it can reduce costs when it comes time to get an attorney or work with a mediator. And I work with people post-divorce who are dealing with the grieving process and basically renovating their life, right? It's a brand new start. A lot of times people move. There's so many changes going on and really it's just making sense of all the chaos and creating a stable, safe environment for you, for your children. And really just setting yourself up for success for the future. So I work with clients, all, all those clients. Awesome. That is so needed when you're like struggling and you don't know, like you feel like you've done everything that you can and things aren't just changing to have somebody like you that they can go to. And maybe it's just one little thing they can tweak and they don't have to go forward with that divorce, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's amazing. What... What are like maybe two or three points that you give people when they're coming to you to kind of think over um, when they're like, I think I should get a divorce, but I'm not sure. Like, what are just two or three things that you give them to ponder? Okay. So just so everybody knows, I never tell anybody if they should or should not get a divorce. That's not my call to make. However, I can help them identify what is healthy, what's not healthy. And what patterns are theirs and what patterns are their partners? The only person we can control is ourselves. And so really, we I help my clients determine, first of all, what it is that um, what it is that they need. I help them determine, um, you know, is it something is that maybe the way they're looking at something, maybe they haven't tried something before. I usually do an assessment with them and, and understand what they've tried, where they're coming from first um, to make sure, you know, um, because 
breaking up a family is one of the most painful things physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially for you and your kids. Um, so if there's any way to help salvage, of course, I'm going to wherever it is that I can. But um, if they feel like they've exhausted their resources or it's just like, this is my answer, then I'll help them create a safe plan for them to to exit and consider all the things like what about living situations? What about your children? What about school? What about visitation? You know, and just kind of help them map that out. Um, and it's very important to do this, especially in those situations if there's toxicity going on and some domestic abuse going on. You need to be able to leave in a very safe, methodical way. And so you want to set yourself up for success. So I would tell people to make sure that you create a plan for success so that, you know, um, sometimes people rush into decisions and things like that, and then they have to deal with the aftermath. And so we want to make sure whatever decisions they decide to make, it's in their best interest, in their children's best interest, and in the healthiest, safest way possible. Yes, absolutely. Um it's hard to sometimes think through those things on your own when you're dealing with all the emotions of leaving. You're using your logical brain is not always working correctly, right? And so having somebody that can be your thinking partner is definitely a gift when you're going through these situations. And like you've mentioned, like that safety plan when there is um, fear or safety is a concern that takes just a lot more extra thought um, to, you can't just like pull the plug and just like leave, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot of for, for planning. Yeah. And you have to shift your thinking because you go into a marriage thinking of it as a partnership or a healthy marriage you do anyway. Right. And so you think a lot of times when people separate and divorce that you're, used to be partner is going to be on the same page with you about everything. And so a lot of assumptions get to be made. And so sometimes we go through, okay, what if they do agree? What if they disagree? Then what are you going to do? What's the plan of action then? Because a lot of times people are shocked, literally, that their partner doesn't want visitation the same way you want it, or doesn't want the finances to go the same way you want it, or, you know, or want to parent differently than you do. And and it's interesting because it's funny how our brain works. There are a lot of assumptions in, in relationships and you really get to see um, those gaps with those assumptions when you're getting a divorce. And so it's really imperative. Like you said, I love how you said a thinking partner to help process in and navigate through that because there is a lot of shock when you're soon to be X or X is not behaving the way you thought that they might. Yeah. Or even when they show up and they behave in a way that is shocking to you because this is what they chose and, you know, they're choosing to leave you for a different life, but they still want you. <laughs> so, right. you know, like they're not even going to show up in a way that necessarily always makes sense either. I was just talking to a client about that this weekend. Like, she, he chose to go and start another relationship with a mistress, but he was also like, but I want you too. And she was like, I, I 
confused here because you're the one that chose to go and live this other life. You don't get me still. (laughs) And so now he is making it, you know, a living hell for her and fighting in this divorce process and just dragging it out and taking her for all that, you know, he can because he, she's choosing to put up boundaries and say, no, I'm not okay with this. Um, So you never know what you're going to get. And so that shock hits you. (laughs) So having somebody to think through, how do I even respond to this behavior that I've never seen before? I don't know who this person is. Right. hundred percent. And that's the other benefit of working with a coach or counselor too. I want to highlight is that we all get caught up in the emotion of it all. And it's nice to have a third party who doesn't have ties to either one or that emotional connection, you know, like a parent might or a cousin or a best friend, right? Let's go, let's go beat him or yeah. whatever, <laughs> whether it be with, ver- with words or whatever. Um, you know, and it's able to clear out the fog and the emotion of it all and really look realistically at what's going on and what is in your best interest without having that emotional tie-in. And, you know, um, you know, when you go to holidays and all that stuff, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving, you know, when you face your family and stuff, especially going through stuff and everybody has an opinion, right? And it's nice to work with a professional who's like, okay, the only opinion I have are on facts. Let's look at the dollars and cents. Let's look at emotional energy. Let's look at time energy. You know, let's look at things that are going to set you up for success versus having that emotional pull or tie. Um, Well, and that's a good point since you just brought up the holidays and we're about to, you know, we're in holiday season now. Um, What advice would you give somebody that is going into the holidays, this divorce the announcement is fresh or it's about to happen and a client is concerned about how their family will react and how do we put up those healthy boundaries to not engage in those conversations so that we can actually go and enjoy the holidays without having it to be all about the divorce? That is a great question. And I think the best thing, if I can all things is communication, you know, reach out to your family and say, Hey, I really need your support right now, and I love that you're including me in these events. I would just ask, you know, that this is not discussed, whether it be, you know, for your own personal emotional safety. They, you know, if I bring it up, then it's okay to talk about it. But otherwise, this is a topic of conversation I would prefer not to have, especially if children are around, because they may or may not know. And if they do, they're going to be sensitive to it. and you know, um, again, those are not public conversations. It's okay to have those conversations. I believe one off, like if you want to have that conversation with your sister or your cousin and have a, Hey, let's go to lunch. Let's talk about this. How can I support you? Awesome. But when the whole family is around, that's not the time or the place. And so I would just ask, Hey, during this time, I, I really love that I'm being included. Thank you so much. I would just that you know we kind of not talk about this yeah yeah and I think it's okay to give people permission to have a small group of people that are trusted um, that they can be the venting partner Um, we don't need to be talking about this with anybody and everybody 
there's a small group of people that can help you. Um, and I highly recommend having a professional in that group, <laughs> but <laughs> part of that is just like, you don't want to feed into that victim role that this is just like what we're focusing on. And, and yes, it is hard and it is difficult. And you are probably dealing with somebody that you, you don't even recognize anymore. But when we stay in that role and just continue to like focus on it and, and just like beat it and beat it and beat it and we're doing it to everybody that we're in conversation with, then that leaves us stuck in that situation and that doesn't help us to heal and move forward and, and use our logical brain. Like we're just staying in a mess. And so keeping that group very small, whether it includes family or not, um, is your decision, but those trusted few, I would say even two or three, like not, it doesn't need to be a big group of people that you're going to and you can trust that they're going to keep your information safe. That is like the ideal situation to just have your, your little core um, and not make it everybody that you come in contact with or not everybody that you used to be friends with or go to church with or all your work partners or, you know, all of that. Absolutely. And, um, it's awesome to have your your band of brothers or circle of sisters, you know, that, like I said, are not going to judge, but can listen and, you know, be that sounding board. It's so important to have that support network, like you said. Like, I, I include in that, like you said, a counselor or coach, clergy, maybe your best friend. Um, and it's interesting for me and what I recommend to other people do is I have two different friends. I have one who I know if I share something, she's going to go, oh, I totally get it. And then I have another friend who, if I tell her something, I go, well, have you considered it from this perspective? And I love it because I feel that validation from both of them, actually, but my other friend who usually sees things a little differently provides an insight that I hadn't considered before. And that gives me a more well-rounded view of things. Um, and both of them love me. Both of them will give me their honest feedback. But it's, it's nice to have additional things that I haven't considered before. So, And that's the benefit of working with a coach, right? That's what we do. We help people have perspective changes. We kind of challenge their thinking in a gentle way that says, I see you, I validate what you're feeling. And what if, what if it looked, what if we went down this path? What does that look like? Or what if you went down this path? Have you thought about that? And just because sometimes we get so set in our emotions and we grasp so hard and so tight because we are fear, we're making decisions out of fear that we need somebody to step in and say, okay, but wait a minute, what does this look like? Um, and that's, that's a huge benefit of working with a coach. When you're working with your clients, like what are the biggest or common ashes that you see that they're having to deal with? Um, the first I would say is um, self-assurance and confidence. You know, um, there's a lot of stories we tell ourselves around divorce, whether it be saying, I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, um, what did I do wrong, you know, being embarrassed, feeling shame, and, and that's really hard and hurtful. And those are the things most people don't share with other people, right? Those are those internal dialogues and thoughts and just feeling that. Then there's grief, of 
course, losing, and it's not just losing, you're losing so many things. It's, you're not losing like your spouse, like when you do to death. And, and I am no way, shape or form or minimizing that experience at all. But when you get divorced, you're losing your spouse or significant other. You are losing um, possibly where you're living, the, your lifestyle, changing where your kids go to school, um, maybe jobs, maybe you're moving out of state. Like there's so many things that have changed and it is just so overwhelming. And so I think all of that grief for all of those things, loss and changes in all those aspects of your life. Um, and then again, the pain that the children go through, it is so hard to experience it for yourself. But when you watch your children be confused and like, why do I only get to see mom on this day and dad on this day? Why, you know, I want to spend time with both of you. Um, and again, living situations, you know, that's really hard. I would say those are the hardest parts or the asses, if you will, of divorce. Yeah. I have a friend that was, had been a widow and also a divorcee. Wow. Sorry. And she said that by far, the mourning process with going through her divorce was harder than the mourning process that she went through and experienced as a widow. Um, and I think you nailed it. It's because we are mourning so many different areas of our life. Like it's just like the whole, you know, your whole world gets turned upside down in an instant. And so navigating all of that is just brutal. And then, the process that you go through, like that mourning process lasts for years. Yes. And it's, it's particularly if you're co-parenting with somebody and you're still needing to engage with them on a regular basis. Like there's so many triggers there <laughs> that happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like this never ending process, right? Like, yes, you're ending your marriage, but you are still tied to that person for your life. Yeah. There's no real closure. Um, when somebody passes, it's that finality that's so overwhelming. But that finality, you're like, okay, that door's closed for now. And it's not like you you keep looking over your shoulder back. You know, I mean, obviously that grief continues with you and in waves throughout the rest of your life. You never stop missing or loving that person. But in, like you said, because you co-parent and things keep changing, it's like that, it's like picking at a scab over and over. It never really feels like it can heal because you're still looking over your shoulder because you're having to partner still with someone, you know, from your past while you're still trying to walk forward and move forward. And so, yeah, it, it's tougher. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I work with my clients, I, when they first come in, and they've decided they're going through divorce, one of the mindset things that I help them remember is that we're now entering into a business transaction. And that's how you get to start looking at this person is like when you're, when you have children together, it's now like, unfortunately, your children kind of become like a business asset. Yeah. <laughs> but to help them switch that in their head, because You've been fighting and fighting and fighting for probably years to try to get your spouse to see something the way that you do or understand where you're coming from. And when you decide to go through that divorce, like that fight ends. And now we shift and we're in 
trying to, I hope, be in an amicable business transaction with this person until you no longer have to do that. Hopefully when the kids move out and, you know, you can seal that deal, but you still have to come to it with a logical mind and not based on all of your emotions about what's going on at that other person's house that you don't agree with because you don't get to have a say anymore. Yeah. And I love that you just said that you do have to treat it like a business. Like what is in the best interest of the children? That's our first priority, our only priority here. And and especially if you're dealing with somebody who's toxic, it's so important to keep conversations brief, focus on the facts, try not to engage in you always, you never, you know, or last year at this time. Okay. You know, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Can you pick up Susie at two o'clock on Friday? <laughs> let's let's keep it, you know, to what's happening today, what's happening now, and just keeping it simple. Try to, you know, keep emotion out of it. Um, you know, there are things that you can even say in situations like that, like you know, if they try to bring up things you know, again. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, or you know what, I remember things a little differently and that's okay. Or I appreciate where you're coming from. I hear you. Um, but you don't have to in, engage and try to defend yourself and go deep into it. And I love that you said that because just like at work, you wouldn't go into your boss's office, right? <laughs> and say five years ago right. <laughs> or two years ago, right? We're talking about today and moving forward. So, yeah, I love that approach as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're working with your clients, what would you say the, the, what does that beauty look like when they're done working with you? What have you seen? Like what are some of the stories that you've seen? Oh my goodness. It just makes me want to cry. I want to take the before and after pictures. I really do because they look completely different. Their countenance is different. There's light in their face. There's joy in their life. They're laughing. They are living their best lives. And it is so amazing to see when you see them coming in struggling and in pain and just everything's in disarray. And then you've created this safety with them for them and they're living in it and they're starting to feel peace and they're starting to reconnect with themselves and find who they are now. I don't like to say they reconnect with the old self because you'll never be that person again. But you will be more enriched and deeper having gone through it. And it's even just to see them so empowered in their lives and saying, I can do this. I can move forward, whether it be moving, taking a new job, or just, you know what? I can go out with my girlfriends to the movies and I'm okay. Or I can go out to dinner by myself. It's okay. Or... Um, I'm an awesome parent by myself. Like I am building these traditions with my kids um, and we're having pizza night on Friday nights when they come over and we just have a blast. And just seeing those connections with children deepen, seeing that connection with themselves. A lot of people who go through it uh, rekindle their faith because, you know, when we go through the toughest struggles, we reach out to God and and are embraced a lot by church families and things like that. And so seeing people's faith deepen and like I said, just seeing that confidence resurface and 
seen that zest for life. That is the most beautiful thing. It, I just feel very humbled. I honestly feel like I get to walk hand in hand with God in these situations, um, getting to help people in their most painful turmoils of their life and getting to walk with them to a place of safety to help them set themselves up for the life they've always wanted. So that's beautiful. What resources would you recommend for our listeners to look into? Um, Well, obviously, if you are considering a divorce, I would talk to a therapist or a coach or both. They offer different kind of tools, so maybe both. (laughs) Um, But also, I would say if you, again, uh, if you have are somebody who is a person of faith, I would encourage you to reach out to um, your brothers and sisters of faith to get that support. I would also reach out to... Uh, see, there's a lot of online resources for the state that you live in. I would look to see that. So you can kind of navigate and see what do parenting roles look like in your state. Sometimes some states require you to go to parenting classes before you go through a divorce. Some um, states require you to, you know, have different waiting periods and things like that. So knowing that some states allow for alimony, some do not. So going to your state websites and resources, you can just type, like I'm from Texas, it would be like state of Texas, um, family law help, and then it would give you resources. So you can go there just to get some idea. I would say um, get recommendations for really good either mediator or attorneys and interview them. Make sure they are will be an advocate for you and not just another number. There are people who take on cases and say, okay, well, you pay your $5,000 and we'll just get going, but really don't in turn advocate for what it is that you really want. So make sure you take the time to do that. And um, some of you may or may not know this, but a lot of health insurance companies have what's called an employee assistance program. And some of them have referrals to attorneys that have already been vetted, but also they will, because they have these contracts, you can have um, uh, a time where you can sit down with the attorneys and vet them without any charge. So you don't have to pay the $250 to meet with the attorney. So definitely go that route um, to help with some of the costs. Um, if you are experiencing any kind of, like I said, um, trauma or domestic violence, reach out to your community support centers. Um, in Texas, it's the uh, Genesis Women's Shelter. They're stronger together. There's several um, agencies because they do have resources for counseling. They also have resources for attorneys, and um, that can be very helpful. Um uh, what else? And like you said, and like we talked about earlier, just that one or two friends, make sure you have that community to support you, your your band of brothers or circle of sisters to lift you up. I will say um, Oklahoma does require you to do a parenting class. And Palomar is the best place to go for those resources. Um, if you're facing domestic violence situation for Oklahoma County, Palomar is fantastic. 
Um, but those are just some things I was thinking of since we're in Oklahoma that, you know, we can share. Um, and then where can listeners find you? So I have a website called HeidiMCoaching.com. can reach me there. I also am under that as well on Instagram and Facebook. So you can reach out to me there and have my phone number and email address and I will be quick to respond for sure. And um, I do a complimentary consultation for 45 minutes to see if we're a good fit. And just to kind of give you an idea of how I can specifically help you in your situation. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we sign off today? Well, a couple of things. First is that you're going through a traumatic thing when you're considering going, getting a divorce, going through one or having just been through one. And please don't do it alone. You don't need to do it alone. Please reach out, even if it's just a friend or two. But again, I encourage you to get as much support as you can. Um, like I said, either from a coach or a counselor, from your friends, from a church family, the more people who can lift you up, the better. Um, a way to help alleviate some of the pain um, would be also just make sure you do self-care. Um, write in your journal, get your emotions out, feelings out in a safe place. You can burn it later. <laughs> you don't like to write, you can record it and then trash it. <laughs> um, so do that. And then um, also, if you're struggling in your relationship, many people are. There are, uh, one of my friend coaches and I were looking online and literally there were over 5 billion searches for help for marriage assistance. And she and I are actually going to do a marriage reset course in January uh, called Marriage Reset, and it's a four-week course. And so um, on my website, you can learn more about that or on my Facebook page, but um, we are opening up for pre-registration next week and then on throughout the holidays for that. So That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, so many people. had somebody coming to me like, I don't know if I should get a divorce. I don't know if it's time or I don't want it to happen, but I'm just not getting anywhere. So I love that you're providing that for folks. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, it's, um, I'm really excited today. I'm actually got the, I have the privilege, um, this afternoon to go to a wedding of one of my clients, um, her parents. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, her parents actually had been married for 30 years and were separated when they reached out to me um, earlier this year. And I have a 12-week program that um, I have for anybody considering going through divorce or in a situation like that. And uh, post their, uh, they graduated with honors, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> and they, um, she reproposed with a new ring to her and um, referred their daughter to me to work through a couple of things. And she's getting married today. And so I'm really excited to get to spend the day with them. And so, again, there really is hope. Not, I mean, <clears throat> so, you know, I love what I do. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to work with people like you, too, who, who help people navigate through, through these stormy times. But there is hope. There's healing and 
beautiful things can come from it. Yes. So. Yes. I love that. Like you know, there's a legacy there. Like that's going to change legacies, right? For generations to come. And that is my driving force right there. So I love that you're, you're also sharing that and getting to engage in those kind of stories. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you. You're doing good work. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing. I think that was we really gave some the listeners some great things to consider and and where to get help and all of that good stuff. So thank you for being here today. Again, thank you, Stephanie. Yeah. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, do good, do no harm, and radiate love. For more information on services or divorce resources provided by The Divorce Life, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or find us at www.thedivorcelife.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and a big thanks to my producer, Jazz, at the Possibilities Podcast Center.